three, two, one. Never has there been a better time to be alive in human history. If you're not feeling it, you must discover why. Join Matthew Bolton in developing and applying a framework of objective optimism toward a flourishing life of meaning, health, and happiness. Here's your host, Matthew Bolton. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Mr. Brightside. I'm Matthew Bolton. Uh, last week, I published an episode uh, highlighting themes from the movie Ratatouille, the Disney Pixar movie. Uh, if you're a regular listener of this show, you'll know that I've mostly had guests on for the last several weeks, uh, going back even a few months. Um, this week, again, I don't have a guest. I'm here by myself uh, presenting some something that I think is interesting and valuable for you. Um, there's nothing in this. I just got to the end of, of a set of a lot of bookings, and I just wanted to kind of let it go out and then give myself a little break from that. And I will soon be organizing another set uh, of, of bookings and get on some great guests and uh, have conversations that I that I enjoy and I think are valuable for people and can be fun. And I'll be very happy to share those with you. Uh, for now, I really hope that you enjoyed uh, last week's show, and I hope you enjoy today. I hope that maybe I can give you something to think about and uh, something to to enjoy and, and feel good about here, which is what we're always trying to do on the show. And, and as I said, to walk away from here with something either new to think about or maybe a clarification of something you kind of half knew um, or, or maybe something you totally knew and it's a reminder. But either way, uh, I'll really be looking forward to doing that today. And I'm, I'm well, I'm looking forward to what I'm going to talk about today. And what I'm going to talk about today, and I hope I can delimit it to this today, is to talk about the idea of love and the idea that, that challenge the idea that love is selfless or requires sacrifice. In my view, love is actually among the most selfish, if we'll say, of values. Now, before you get all, uh, you know, worried about what do you, what do you mean selfish? That sounds like a bad word. I want to refer you back to an episode, episode 10 uh, of this show way back where I uh, talked about, uh, it's entitled, Matthew McConaughey thinks it'd be a lot cooler if you were selfish. And I went through his interview, one interview several years ago on Larry King Live, where Matthew McConaughey himself was trying to uh, articulate the idea that to, you know, lying and cheating and stealing is not actually selfish. It's not actually good for you. It's, it can't result in anything good for you. And he, he really was, was kind of hitting a lot of points. He, he was hitting around the mark and I really felt like, yeah, you've got it. And then he sometimes hit it right on, but I didn't think he was really consistent and knew exactly what he was saying. And he also went further to say that he tries to be as selfish as he can in his life. And again, he was really hitting on some really great points. And then I thought I wanted to come in and kind of kind of integrate it all and clarify it and keep it consistent. Um, and, and I really had a lot of fun doing that. Um, you can revisit that episode. I, I obviously invite you to do that. I think it's very uh, helpful and worthwhile um, because these concepts are very important. If we're trying to live a happy life and we're stuck with the idea that we're not allowed to pursue our own life and that we should be living for ourselves, then what are we, what, how, how are we going to build a happy, meaningful uh, life you know, flourishing life is the, is the word I like to use. And just as last week, I used a movie to highlight and illustrate some themes that I thought were concretized brilliantly in the movie. So this week, I'm going to use lyrics this time from a song that I think concretize 
uh, and, and express the theme that I want to talk about today. The song in question is I'll Fight by Wilco. Uh, the songwriter and lyricist is Jeff Tweedy of that band. It's a, a band I've loved for many years. And uh, lyrics often do speak to me just as they do to everybody. They speak to me in certain ways and I say, that is exactly what I feel about this or what I think about this. Uh, yet it's expressed in a poetic way and makes it really powerful. This is the idea of art in general. I The, the goal of art is to concretize our values so that we may look at a character in a story and we may be able, be able to see, oh, that's what courage looks like, or that's what leadership looks like, or that's what cowardice looks like, or deceit, or any other uh, you know, adjective or concept we may have. It can be concretized in a character in fiction, in a movie, in a book. Uh, it can be captured in a painting, and even in music, uh, which is a lot more difficult to, to dissect as there's no actual uh, concepts in it. Uh, it. It's really difficult to, to identify how that, that reaches us, but yet it can um, speak to us and, and express themes. And in this particular song, I'm not going to say that this song is, is the one that I want to talk about among all others. There are so many uh, that I have ideas of, oh, this really expresses this idea really well that I would love to talk about sometime. And maybe I will in later shows, uh, but you know, you have to only take one at a time. So for now, I'm just taking on I'll Fight by Wilco and the theme of love as not requiring sacrifice. And even the idea that dying for one's love is not a sacrifice, which I know sounds a little bit contradictory. I mean, you actually give up your life. You, 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 that's a sacrifice. What is, what is there to gain? I mean, that life is the ultimate thing you have. If we're trying to pursue a, 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 a flourishing life, then dying or, you know, purposely is not that right. But we're, we're dropping a whole lot of context when we do that. And I want to express why. And I think that whether by his intention or not, this is precisely what some of the lyrics in this song do. And you'll notice I've just said some of the lyrics. And that's true. I mean, I don't want to say that I'm speaking for Jeff Tweedy here and this is what he meant, but I'm saying that those lyrics, whether he meant it or not, that is what they're saying. And while it maybe doesn't actually match with the full context of the song, well, there may be contradictions in the song. A lot of people hold contradictory ideas. I do myself. I'm still working out, trying to untangle some of the contradictory ideas that I've ha held since I was young, because to, the more I can untangle them and keep my, my, my thoughts, my, you know, or your brain is an integrating machine. And if it's integrating contradictions or falsehoods into this, into this machine, you're going to have trouble. Um, and of course, a lot of people hold mixed ideas and it's very, you know, not, not a lot of people hold consistent 100% uh, the right ideas or the truth. Um, so uh, obviously authors and, um, and uh, artists are no different. And, uh, and I think in this song, some of the stuff doesn't match with the other one. So I sometimes when I'm like out on the road listening to lyrics and some of them that really and inspire me or motivate me and speak to me and say, make me say, yeah, um, sometimes I just take them totally out of context of the rest of the song and just enjoy that part of it. Now you could say, well, you can't do that because that's not the author's intention, blah, 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 blah. But sure you can, you can, you can do whatever you want because at least these, these lyrics themselves say something to me. Um, and again, I will also argue that uh, whether it's the full intention, I don't know how else you can interpret this, these, uh, these verses or these lines from the song, uh, whatever he was trying to say as a whole. 
Now, as a whole, I will say that uh, when I was uh, looking to to find the lyrics uh, on some websites, I saw some people commenting on what they thought the song meant. And as a whole, I'll just put out here right now, I do think that he's he's discussing the idea of going off to war. That's very clear. He's going off to war and he's he's very, uh, you know, prepared to die for the cause. Um, And then so that other people at home may live a good and free life. And that is, it sounds like it is a very noble endeavor. Um, but again, I don't want to call it a sacrifice. Um, but I, it's unclear to me whether he's speaking to everybody at home as a whole, or if he's speaking uh, to a loved one in particular. But there are certain parts that if you take them um, on their own, it's, it seems very clear to me that he's speaking to a loved one. And I can certainly hear myself how I might speak to my wife or if I had a child or something or somebody I really loved, that's how I would speak to them. And that's what I want to highlight here today. So we'll get right into it then. I'm going to start by reading some of the lyrics and then I'll interpret them as they speak to me. And uh, I can't play the music for obvious reasons, but uh, just just a note on the music. The the song is a very beautiful song on its in its own right. Just the music itself, minus the lyrics. Um, you you know, I really uh, invite you or encourage you to go listen to the song, of course, uh, to, especially after we go through the theme. And you can it might be more powerful to you and sound even more beautiful to you. Um, the, the the lineup they have right now, these guys, uh, each player is just so expert at their own instrument that it's just such an all-star lineup right now it's like an all-star team and uh, Wilco is really making some uh, great music in the past several years um, on top of that the lyrics themselves even the ones that I will that I will uh, omit today and and not highlight uh, those verses on their own are also uh, very poetic and beautiful in their own right so you can enjoy all the lyrics I just won't bring them all up I'm gonna stick to the ones that speak to the theme I'm talking about and the ones that I in fact you know here's what it is you know, when I was out listening to it sometimes uh, on my own or when I'm out running and hear this song, um, I've heard the lyrics that I'm going to highlight today speak to me and I kind of didn't know what the other ones were. So in fact, I thought the whole time for many years that he he was speaking to a loved one, speaking to his, uh, you know, his his partner, his, his wife, let's say, or maybe his children. Um, but I, but until I read the read the whole all the, all the lyrics together, I kind of see that he's speaking more broadly to anybody at home who's now living with their freedom, and that's what he went off to fight for. But I'm telling you, we'll see here. I don't know how you can can say that he's not speaking about strong values and about his uh, real love, and particularly in the in the final verse. And I'm going to leave that till the end to really put home the point. So I will now then actually say the lyrics. Um, obviously, no music, as I said. And the first ones, uh, there's a lot of repetition in the start, and it sounds a lot better with music, so uh, please bear with me on this one. But he says, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go for you. I'll fight, I'll fight, I'll fight, I'll fight for you. I'll kill, I'll kill, I'll kill, I'll kill for you. I will, I will, I will. And then he repeats, I'll go in that way for you. I'll die, fight for you. And then I'll die, I'll die, I'll die, I'll die for you. I will, I will, I will. And right away, we have a seeming crack in the case. I mean, what are you talking about? It's very clear that this is selfless. I'll go for you. I'll fight for you. I'll kill for you. I'll die for you. Not for me, for you. It's clearly selfless. It's total sacrifice. There's nothing selfish in it. Um, What are you talking about, Bolton? Well, I'll tell you what I'm talking about. Um, we must be clear on what we're talking about by when we say sacrifice. What do we mean? We must clarify our concepts. It's a lack of clarity in our concepts, which has led to untold 
grief and guilt on the part of many people in trying to live uh, a life of integrity and, and, and self-esteem and happiness. And one of the most poisonous concepts, uh, I think, is this idea of sacrifice. Sacrifice must involve a net loss. The sacrifice cannot be taken to mean the giving up of anything for anything, else the concept loses all meaning. If I just say that if I give up something, what do I get in return? Do I get something more than what I gave up? Well, if that's the case, then this is a gain, not a loss. If I give up a lot and get back a little or less or nothing, that is a sacrifice properly. It cannot be just the giving up of anything as a sacrifice. And we, we make the mistake a lot. We often talk about in terms of personal goals. We say somebody must sacrifice a lot to achieve some higher goal. So I want to uh, my goal is to health. I really value health. Uh, so I give up uh, donuts and uh, I give up, uh, you know, late night eating or something like that, or, or a bunch of other things. I, I exercise, whatever else you, you, you do to work towards your health. We call those a lot of sacrifices, especially particularly uh, pro or Olympic athletes, high level athletes, uh, you know, sacrifice a lot to achieve their goals. Well, you know, if we have a live in a long range, full, full range context, we cannot properly call those sacrifices. The person is trying to achieve a higher goal. Now, what do I mean by a higher goal or a higher value? We must arrange our values in a hierarchy, a hierarchy of importance. So, uh, for example, my wife and my family, if I had children, they would be very high on my list, uh, very high. These would be the top values. Relationships are very valuable to me. Health is very high on my, on my value. Career, etc. cetera. Uh, my integrity, my self-esteem is very high, uh, whereas other things become much, much lower on in my hierarchy of values. So um, if I give up something that's lower on my hierarchy of values and I gain something more, I'm trying to achieve a higher value. This is not a sacrifice. Now, if I give up one of my higher values to something that I don't value or a value lesser, that is a sacrifice. And I think that that is improper and immoral. So in the case where an athlete gives up a lot of their energy and works so hard to achieve a higher goal, they're doing it for the goal, but it's, that's for themselves. It's for their goal. So likewise, when we say, I'll fight for you, I will die for you, it's not actually for the person at the expense of myself. It's, it's fighting for my value, which is you, my greatest value, which is you, which I would be willing to give up everything for, and which I do not care to live without. And I'll elaborate more on that last point because it's pretty much the key point. Uh, we'll do that a little bit with a few more examples uh, in the lyrics and with something else. Now, the verse that immediately follows those opening lines um, is, is really beautiful. And that's really why I want to say because it it's not exactly uh, to the point, but it will. it is related to the final verse and, and sets it up a little bit. So I think it, it's a little helpful to say it. He says, and if I die, I'll die. I'll die alone on some forgotten hill abandoned by the mill. All my blood will spring and spill. I'll thrash the air. And be still. So that's just to set up purely how he plans to die and why he's very willing, the kind of thing he's really willing to do. And, and, but we want to really examine for what is he willing to do it. So let's go ahead and do that. You know, skipping over some lyrics, I'll go to, you'll rise each day as planned. Your will is your command. And stand each Sunday a hymnal steady in your hand. Now, that last part um, is just, there's a lot of uh, reference to the person living living a life uh, and people, I guess, in the country that he fights for living a life. Uh, and, you know, they go to church and he does refer to uh, Jesus at the end. We'll see about that. And I'm going to clarify uh, how I see all, everything in that. But I want to focus on you'll rise each day as planned. Your will is your command. So again, 
as planned, my plan, what my goal is, I want to go off here and I want to fight for you and give up, potentially give up my life and expect to die so that as planned, you may be free to follow your will, command your own will, live your own life. This is what I want. This is my value. You, your happiness is very important to me. And this is what I'm fighting for. He goes on and says, I will go, I will go, I will go. And in war's waters, I will wade. And I will know if I remorse or regret the fairness of our trade. Note that he says trade. For you to live, I took your place. A deal was made and I was paid. Now you can see he's clearly talking about a trade. He refers to the, uh, the fairness of our trade. He knows he's, going, he's definitely going out to fight and he expects in uh, war's waters where he's going to wade that he will probably die. And he says, for you to live, I took your place. A deal was made and I was paid. He was paid. So again, he's giving up something, but not for nothing, for something, something he values very highly. Now, this is a very difficult thing to grasp, especially when we get into the idea of actually dying for one's love. But we will get to that in a minute. But first, let me just talk about relationships in general. Healthy relationships, whether romantic or just interpersonal or business or anything, any proper human relationships should not involve sacrifice in any way. It should not be win-lose. They ought to be win-win. Win-win means that you're giving up something, but you're gaining more. And the other person, while they're giving up something, also gains. It's win-win. And we have to first acknowledge that win-win is possible. A lot of people think that life has to be a zero-sum game, that it's win-lose. And we can see very clearly around us that this is not true. Um, That's why there is so much wealth around us, because Wealth is actually created and built and added upon. And there's so much abundance around us. As I say on the show that it's never there's been a better time to be alive in human history. And I mean that, right? If, if life is a zero-sum game where some people gain at the expense of other people all the time, whether in love or anything else, then there'd be nothing. There would just be zero and we would either be dead or the light, just nothing would move. And we'd be still in the mud uh, or in the cave still. But, uh, but we're not. We have so much wealth around us, and this, is, this exemplifies that principle. And I ask everybody else, uh, when you are in a relationship, why are you in that relationship? Are you in it for the other person? Are you in it because this person is pathetic and, and a loser and you feel sorry for them, therefore I will give up my whole life for this person because that's what virtue is? I mean, that is a very horrible idea. If I said that to my wife, she would slap me properly in the face and divorce me, right? If I said, you know what? You're an object of my pity. Therefore, that's why I love you. That's a very weird idea. I love my wife because it's good for me. When I was trying to chase her when I was younger, it was all about, man, if I could just have that girl in my life, wow, that would be awesome for me. And I'm willing to do a lot for that. I'm willing to to, to do a lot of things for her. And I don't call them sacrifices, now, now that, now that she's actually in my life, it is true that her happiness is very important to mine. Having a miserable wife is, is no way uh, to live. It's not a very happy life for me. I've actually said this in an episode, episode nine, I believe, happy wife, happy life. And I expressed this idea. Well, here I am again. Her happiness is inextricably tied to my own. So I will willing to, to give up a lot of things in my life for this relationship because this relationship is better than the alternative, which is to for me to live alone as far as I see it, right? So this is what I mean by hierarchy of values. So everything that I do is not a, cannot be called a sacrifice 
for my wife. Now, if it does get to a point where I feel like I'm giving up too much and I'm not getting anything in return, then I have to re-examine my values. I have to re-examine my whole hierarchy and I have to question what am I doing and what do I want? And this is very serious business. And this is why people do get divorced and why relationships break down. Um, it's the same thing with uh, parental and child relationships, right? Um, I don't believe parents sacrifice for their children. I think some do, but I think that's improper. I think that once you bring a child into the world and you want to do that and you love the child, then of course their happiness is very high on your hierarchy and you really want to give up. You're willing to give up a lot properly for your value, which is your child. Um, now, it is true that a lot of parents do resent having children, and I just don't think those people are fit to be parents. Now, I'm not saying that parents don't do hard things for anybody, and I don't say that uh, people in relationships and, and uh, marriage and romantic relationships don't give up a lot. Um, uh, just like the athletes who are working towards a higher goal, it doesn't mean that you love doing everything, that it's always great and always the best and most fun thing that you want to do in that moment. That's not what being selfish means it's not moment to moment self-interest is a long-range concept that is that integrates a long-range life and values in that long-range context so you know a parent doesn't just do everything they want to do um and and when they do something hard it doesn't mean that they are sacrificing that's the high, the key i want to say here doing things that are hard or that you don't want to do or that you don't like necessarily doesn't necessarily constitute a sacrifice Again, we have to be very clear on what we mean by that, because as I said, if everything that we do is a sacrifice, then the concept loses all meaning. And the inverse is true also. Some people make the opposite mistake, which I did uh, several years ago uh, in, an, in an ethics class I took in university over 20 years ago. Holy. Um, and I've actually kept the paper, um, the essay, the exam essay paper that I wrote, because uh, I like to look at it sometimes when I, when I want to cringe at myself and just remember where I was in my thinking. But I had said, in effect, that everybody acted selfishly regardless of what they of what they do every action everybody does is selfish because ultimately we want to do what we're going to do else we wouldn't do it like i wouldn't do what i don't want to do in that moment uh, but it's me lacking a whole objective long range uh context co you know concept uh, concept of what uh self interest really is um again if everything that we do is selfish then the concept loses all meaning um what is selfish that how can you characterize it as selfish everything's selfish so everything's selfish at once. And then other people say everything's a sacrifice. And usually a lot of people agree to both, right? If I put that argument, people would say, yeah, you know, you're right. But really what I meant in that thing is that all action is always motivated, but the motivation is not necessarily selfish. The self-interest is an, an objective concept. We have to define these things objectively. And it's not true that whatever I feel like doing, whatever I want to do is necessarily in my interest. Um, we see this example all the time. There are a lot of people who are on paths to self-destruction and actually to turn around and build a healthy, thriving, happy life um, is very difficult. And that's why, you know, that's why what we're doing on the show, I say that optimism is about living an optimal life. And it's very difficult to understand what is good for me. Uh, first, and then hard to execute on that all the time because there's so many temptations and urges and instincts and things that get in the way and mixed ideas that get in the way. 
So just as self-interest is an objective concept and we can't just say whatever I feel like is selfish, well, the other way is true too. Um, we can't. We have to objectively define sacrifice as giving up something for something lesser. If not, we're just saying that everything is sacrifice and we've got big problems here because they can't both be true. And in fact, they both aren't. Self-interest means something and sacrifice means something. Now let's cash in now on this whole thing uh, by going into the final verse, which is the one that really speaks to me among all others in this song. Um, and it's, you know, this is what, what art is for. It's just hits you in a different way than regular rhetoric. So if I just go ahead and say, uh, love does not require sacrifice, it means this and this, and, you know, we, we need this clear understanding, but what art can do is just show us this thing, say it to us in a different way. A character can just be that, and we can go, wow, and we experience it. And that's what I feel when I hear these final lyrics. Let's go for it right now. I'll go, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go for you, I will. And then he repeats these things a lot. So I'll fight, I'll fight, I'll fight, I'll fight for you. I will, I will, I will. I'll kill, I'll kill for you. I will, I'll die for you. I will, I will, I will. And the final one, and if I die, I'll die. I'll die alone like Jesus on a cross. My faith cannot be tossed and my life will not be lost if my love comes across. Now, let me go into this. Uh, right away, you're going to say, Matthew, what are you talking about? Jesus on a cross. That is the arch symbol of sacrifice. So he's clearly talking about sacrifice. Well, again, um, just because someone says something doesn't mean they understand clearly what it is. Um, I think Jesus was an example of arch sacrifice because Jesus did not die for any value. He did not die for any sin that he committed or any value that, that he was working for. He died for other people's sins. He completely gave up his life because of what other people did uh, did that was wrong. And I think that this is an immoral action. I know it sounds very controversial, but I think it's immoral to give up your life for something that you didn't do um, and, and something that you don't value for people that you don't necessarily love. I mean, these were strangers and they're actually sinners on top. Um, sinner, by definition, is someone who's evil. I don't want to die for somebody who is evil? Why Why should the, the good be sacrificed to the evil? I don't think that's a very healthy idea. But symbolically, as far as I can see it, he means that he's, you know, really, uh, as we said, that's why I put that other verse where he described how he might die on a, on a hill um, with his blood spilling and all that. I mean, horribly alone. Um, that is kind of very similar to what Jesus did. But I, again, I'm here to clarify um, what we, what we ought to mean when, when we say this. Um, he says, my faith cannot be tossed. And here's where we go, um, can get more clarity on it. Now, again, faith is a concept. Faith means literally belief in the absence of evidence. So I don't want, I don't necessarily want to take faith. Used loosely, I don't mind uh, using the term faith. I have faith in you that you can do it. Um, I really mean I have confidence. I'm convinced of it based on some evidence. I think that there's some reason why you should win and and I'm hoping for you. And, and I really believe you can do it. But uh, but in this case, he's saying my faith cannot be tossed. I think he means his conviction, what he really believes, what he really wants. And what I would mean going out into that is that if I were going out to fight for my wife and, or my children or people that I love, then I would be convinced of my cause. And uh, or if I was going to fight against tyranny, I want to fight for freedom. Freedom is a value, you know, live free or die. I would go out with the conviction that I would rather you know, die free than live as a slave. So that's my faith and it cannot be tossed. That's my conviction. So I take that as conviction when I, when I take, when I say it.
So say what you want about that, but this is how I'm interpreting them. And at least I'm very consistent on what I mean by it. Um, and the final thing, and my life will not be lost if my love comes across. That is just perfect for the whole thing. And this is what really inspired me to do this whole show is that line right there said, that's perfectly what I mean. My life will not be lost. Observe that it's loss. A loss is a sacrifice. He's saying my life will not be sacrificed. It will be given to, to the goal of achieving my higher value, which is his love, which is the people that he loves. And in fighting for that highest value, that's his love coming across. So when he says, my life will not be lost, this is the same thing that as when people say, my life will not be uh, lost in vain. I will not have given my life in vain. What does that mean? It means that if my purpose is not understood, if my love does not come across, if my purpose is not, does not come across, if people don't understand what I'm fighting for and why I'm, this is by why the alternative, you know, this is what I, here's what, here's how it is. You look at it and you're faced with an alternative. You can live a life where, you know, these people dominate you and they come and then they enslave and slaughter the people you love and the values you care about, your freedom, your family, your wife. Or you can fight against this evil and you can potentially die. Well, which alternative is great, which is better? Just, it's not about just pursuing any life. It's about which life. Well, I want to pursue a life where I have these values and I don't care to live in a world where these values don't exist. And I have stood by and just let them be gone because I want to be breathing. That's not what, what life is about. That's not what optimism is about. It's not what a flourishing life is about. Now to help me drive home this point, I want to call on another great work of art. I've got here my centennial edition of Atlas Shrugged, the novel by Ayn Rand. Atlas Shrugged is uh, required reading for Mr. Brightside show um, and really required reading. If you really want to live an optimal life of health, happiness, meaning flourishing. Um, but uh, I want to, you know, one of the characters here lays it out really a lot more plainly than, than it is in a, in a kind of poem or which is what a song lyric typically is. Um, and it's in a, it's in a great scene that really illustrates and concretizes this point. Um, I won't name the characters involved, but uh you know, because I don't want to spoil it for you, for people who have not read the book. Um, but I, you know, ultimately, even if I did, I don't think you would really get spoiled because the novel's so deep and there are so many themes and characters and events that go throughout there. But that by the time you got here, you would have forgotten all about it and, and still be surprised. But I am going to go ahead and uh, read the passage. Now, before I read the passage in question, let me set a little context, uh, again, without spoilers. In the scene, there's a man and a woman who are in love, but their relationship is widely unknown to most any most most people. Maybe there's a couple of people who know, uh, but uh, there are some government agents on the way to break into the house, and they're going to looking for this man. But they're unaware that these people even know each other, that the characters here know each other, uh, let alone that they are lovers. And they may even uh, conclude that the woman is on their side. And of course, the man is, is uh, telling the woman uh, while they're on their way, look, when they come, you better play like you're on their team. This is our only chance. And here's how the passage goes, which uh, he, he goes further. So let me go into it right now. He says, whatever they extort from people, they can extort it only through their victim's values. And they have no value of mine to hold over my head, nothing to threaten me with. But if they get the slightest suspicion of what we are to each other, they will have you on a torture rack. I mean physical torture before my eyes in less than a week. I'm not going to wait for that. At the first mention of a threat to you, I will kill myself and stop them right there. Now we'll skip ahead to the key passage. I don't have to tell you, he said, 
that if I do it, it won't be an act of self-sacrifice. I do not care to live on their terms. I do not care to obey them. And I do not care to see you enduring a drawn-out murder. There will be no values for me to seek after that. And I do not care to exist without values. So now, with that context to help us clarify the issue, let me put it to you again. You have a couple alternatives. And life is full of alternatives. And we have to pursue our highest values according to our hierarchy. And on the one hand, we have the ones dearest to us. You can substitute, you can put in... Uh, a romantic partner, life partner, child, whatever you want. You can witness their drawn out torture and murder, or you can fight and die for them. Now, I know which one I would choose. It's very easy for me that I would rather die than live a life where I have witnessed that, let it happen when I could have acted and then try to live a life like that. I will have no values to seek after that as the character in the story has said. It's the same as live free or die. That's very clear to me. I do not wish to live as a slave. And I think this is properly why soldiers ought to go fight. I think some, you know, hold contradictory ideas and don't necessarily know why and think they're going to sacrifice. Um, But I think that a lot of them go with a lot of clarity that I'm not standing for this and I would rather fight and potentially die than to have my country taken over by thugs and have my the people I love and things that I care about enslaved. Now I've referred to Atlas Shrugged here to help me clarify this idea. And it is Ayn Rand herself who did actually clarify this idea for me in this book. And then also in a lot of nonfiction works um, in some of those works, uh, Ayn Rand has defined love as the irreplaceable. It's that irreplaceable value that you do not care to live without. Um, but she also defined it as exception making. And this speaks to me in this one. Uh, I will make exceptions for people that I love. I will make exceptions for my wife. I'm willing to do a lot more, give up a lot more, not sacrifice, but give up a lot more for her, for her happiness than I am for strangers or enemies on that. Whereas the principle of sacrifice demands that you ought to give up that's what that what you do value for that what you don't value or which threatens your values, which is a complete uh, inversion of morality. And I think a corruption of morality, it's an immoral idea. And, you know, you can say what you want. Well, why are you such a stickler about it? Who cares about sacrifice? This is important because when we accept, accept the idea of sacrifice as good in any case, then we'll accept it in cases where it's demanded of us in cases where it really is purely the evil that it is. When we understand the concept clearly, we can see that sacrifice is never proper. It is never good to have a win-lose. Win-lose is not a healthy relationship in any way. And any, any relationship that tries to exist or, you know, on win-lose will ultimately devolve into lose-lose and will, will collapse. Healthy relationships are built upon win-win relationships where both parties are in it for themselves. And they do not sacrifice their values for anybody else. They will make exceptions. They will give up a lot, but they will not give up more and get less in return. So I hope this has been clarifying to you and has at least raised questions in your mind and challenging some of the concept that you hold, because it's obviously very important that we don't hold contradictory ideas in our mind. We want to be consistent. And I'm still working through them. Uh, working through clarifying all the ideas I hold. This is why I do this show and why I talk to people and why I'll never stop thinking uh, critically throughout my whole life uh, on my way to pursuing 
my optimal thriving life. And uh, I hope you do the same. If you do have questions about it, I'm very happy um, to take take them up. Uh, if you can ask questions in the comments section, wherever you consume, you can also go to the Mr. Brightside Facebook page, facebook.com slash matthewbolton.ca and ask me questions there. I will respond right on the chat if appropriate. And if, uh, if it's more efficient to take it up on a show, then I may just take it up on a future show as well. Um, but in any case, I will get back to you uh, because I'm very excited to talk about these ideas. I found them to be very empowering for my life. Whenever I can clarify concepts or have them clarified for me, I want to do the same for other people, which is the purpose of what we're doing here. And on a final note, let me say, why is there we talking about this on a show about optimism? Sacrifice is, sounds like a pretty dark thing. This is a dark theme, and it is a dark thing. Sacrifice is about losing values. Optimism, on the other hand, is about gaining values. It's about pursuing a positive, not pursuing loss. I don't think sacrifice belongs in any human relationship and in any uh, valuable or flourishing life. Um, And if we understand this clearly, then our pursuit of values can be done a little more joyously. That is the process of getting there, the things that we give up to get what we really value. We won't regret them as much and we won't feel it Feel, feel them as a loss. We will understand um, that we are working towards something bigger. If our love comes across, then nothing is lost. Don't live a life of sacrifice on your way to your values. I'll see you guys next time. Mr. Brightside, your time out to refresh, refuel, and refocus your mind and energy toward building an optimistic framework for flourishing. Life is good. It's up to you to choose the bright side. 